Good morning. Uh, so glad you're here today. Welcome to Cross Plains Christian Church. And I don't know if you noticed, but it has been raining a little bit. And uh, it's pretty mind-boggling how much rain we've gotten lately. Um, and I've been crossing the, the bridge down in Whitesburg several times and just watching the river get so close to to spilling out into the fields and, and it has, it's definitely been raining and you know and it's not one day it's days on end sometimes it seems like and and I'm not complaining I'm thankful for the rain it always brings refreshing and but what I want to draw your attention to is that moment you know when it's been really cloudy and you hadn't seen the sun in a few days and then that that day you walk outside and it's just blue skies right and the sun is shining and there's warmth and there's so much to enjoy but for me i i have really sensitive eyes i really great vision but i have really sensitive eyes i don't know if that just comes with that or or what but uh man uh, that first day after it's been cloudy it just i i mean i can't hardly be outside without just tears flowing down uh, my face because it I'm just my eyes are so sensitive and and that's you know that's the impact light is gonna have you know we've we've dug into that before like this idea that light stings a little you know uh, when it when it first comes on I, I've ingrained in my brain is the, the memory of my mom coming in and she had several different songs that she would sing in the morning time uh, the one that pops in my head is right now is rise and shine you know, rise and shine give god the glory glory uh, she would sing that one amongst some others and she'd flick the light on right to get us get us up and get get going for school and it worked <laughs> you know even if we drug the covers and pillows and put them over our face so um it didn't hurt as bad as quick and i, I remember that process you know you but ah, you, know, you want to throw stuff at your mom, but I wasn't that brave. And you just kind of ease the pillow back or the cover back and just begin to let your eyes adjust um, to the brightness. In Matthew 5, 14 through 16, Matthew 5, 14 through 16, uh, there's a description there of, of some light. And uh, I know I've shared that image too, uh, talking about driving into Albuquerque, uh, New Mexico, but, um, and that city's not on a hill, it's down in a valley, but um, it says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Man, what a powerful image. What a powerful image. And we all know it's true. If, if a city is sitting up on a hillside, there's no question that it will be seen. I, I just think of the numerous airplane flights I've taken and flying through the nighttime, and you can just look down. You can just... See the different cities, right? Um, we even try to figure out you know, what city is that, you know, and and looking on maps, and they're real easy to spot. 
I love the images of Earth from space and just, you know, being able to see the, the light. That's such a neat, neat thing. And it's also abundantly apparent, uh, abundantly apparent the, the impacts light, light has when the power goes out, right? We, we live in a very power-driven uh, culture now with technology where it's at. We, there's power everywhere. There's lights on all the time. Almost everywhere we go, it's 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 increasingly hard to escape that, you know. But it makes an impact when the power goes out. It, it just is weird, you know, to to walk outside. It's just weird because everything's dark, you know, and we don't want to live in darkness, right? But we've called not to just not live in darkness, but we are a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. So today, uh, the, the concept I really want to dig into is this word ambassador and the fact that we are called to be that for Jesus Christ and the implications of that. We, we don't get to escape this. You know, we, if, we, if we choose to follow Jesus, uh, the New Testament is very clear that we are to become like him, right? To the point that we... I would frame it like that, that we are him, you know, that we represent him. Um, and, and again, it doesn't mean that we don't recognize our flesh, but I, I think our flesh, when we fail, even gives opportunity, it gives a platform to show Christ more, right? It says in our weakness, he is made strong. It doesn't mean that's an excuse. <laughs> I'm just going to run out here and sin then. I get to show Jesus off. No, it, it just means that as we're going along, we're trying to be like Christ and we don't measure up and we do fail, that there's a platform there too. Because it's like, hey, you know what? That's the Jesus I follow. Like, I didn't get it right. But I'm, I'm out here and I'm doing it and I'm going like he told me to do. And I failed and he's going to make something out of it anyway. And he has grace and he has mercy for me. In this idea of being an ambassador for Christ, it's, it's just... Stepping up to the mantle of carrying the torch, right? And doing my part. Doing my part. And my part is to reflect Jesus. Not just talk about him, but reflect him. Okay? It's a twofold thing. So I want to, watch, I want to read the passage where it talks about being an ambassador. It's in 2 Corinthians 5. And we're, we're going to be in this chapter several times through the year. Um, so you can, you can mark this one if you want to. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11 through 21. So a little, little chunk here. Um, Paul, of course, has written to the, the church in Corinth. And uh, starting in verse 11, it says, Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us, so that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance and not about what is in the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this. That one has died for all, and therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him, who for their sake died and was raised. 
From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us, gave you, gave me the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, here we go. We are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God for our sake. He made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Some powerful words right there. We've been given this ministry of reconciliation and we are Christ ambassadors for that, for that ministry. All right? There's, there's not another Jesus coming. We're, we're him. We're the ones responsible to carry, carry the torch. Not the preacher. All of us are responsible to carry the torch. Not the elders. All of us are responsible to carry the torch. Every single person who has said what we sung at the end of the service last week, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have accepted Jesus. I've made the decision and done the things that the Bible tells me to do to follow Jesus Christ. I've confessed. I've, I've been baptized. I've, I've changed. And I am Christ's ambassador. No matter what level of spiritual maturity I am, I am his ambassador. I remember in high school, I, I worked for the guidance counselor uh, for my junior and senior year. And, and she always uh, had little notes that she'd have to send here and there to students and teachers. And, you know, I would deliver them. She'd write them on a little post-it note or a, a note card or something along those lines. And I would take them, and I, I wouldn't know what they said. And so I'd deliver them to the student, come back, or I'd deliver them to the teacher, or wait for a response sometimes, or, or whatever. And this is kind of like, no, this is not like that at all. I didn't know the message, right? And what we're called to be in Christ is we are the message. We, we, we know the message, right? The message is Jesus. <laughs> you need Jesus. But our life is the message. Right? You, you hear it in scripture in word and deed. It, it's not just a word thing. And, and I think sometimes we take the approach of, of the delivery boy. You know, if if I invite someone to church or I, you know, we we kind of take a standoff approach where if I can get them to the right person, you are the right person. Because you have Jesus in you. You don't have to have it all figured out, right? You don't. That, that's why we have the Holy Spirit in us because we don't have it all figured out. And so we're reading these scriptures. You are an ambassador for Christ. 
Because he said that you are. And so when we have Jesus, we represent him. And I hope it's your heart to represent him better and better and better. That you're doing the other things that the scripture says to grow in your maturity. So that you look more and more like him. Ephesians 5, 1-2 says, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. A fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. Right? And walk in love as Christ loved us, loved us and gave himself up for us. A fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Following Jesus will cost you everything. It's going to cost us everything, but he gives us everything. He gives us the most important things. The things sometimes we don't even realize are important. I, I watch my two boys, man. I'm telling you what. Elias. I, I don't know if every, every family is like this, younger siblings, but I'm telling you what. Elias wants to be Caden. It annoys the mess out of Caden. He's not come to a place where... That means something to him. I I try, I try to talk him through that. Like, I know it's annoying to you right now, but like, what what respect he's given you? Like, he everything that comes out of Caden's mouth. You know, hey, what's your favorite? This well, that's Elias's favorite too. Hey, what do you want to do today? Well, that's exactly what Elias wants to do too. And I see Elias like sacrifice things about himself to be more like Caden. It's crazy. Like he just, and you know, it's 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 not mom or dad out of his mouth first. It's brother. Where's brother? Where's where's brother? Like, I want brother. I want to go to brother's room. I want to play with brother's toys. I care less about mine. Like he he wants to be like Caden. And man, what what an image there of, of verse one. Therefore, be imitator imitators of God as beloved children. Do we want to be like our father? That we're willing to sacrifice what we want for obedience, to love, right? That's what verse 2 says. Walk in, walk in love as Christ loved and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Are we willing to do that? Are we really willing to embrace this childlike attitude of, I, I want to be like my father. I want to be like Jesus. Romans 13, 11 through 14 says this. Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. I, I talked about that. I, I Like in our journey, I, I think sometimes we, we take an extended nap, right? It's time to wake for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed, right? It's true. Like we're closer to heaven today than we, than we are yesterday. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in the orgies or drunkenness, not in sexual morality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but... Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. 
Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I, like I, I have come to a place where I understand that how I dress impacts me. Um, I've struggled with it, like, and I, I've reflected on that from the pulpit before. Sometimes I struggle putting on a suit to come and preach, even though I saw that my whole life. Because I don't feel worthy to dress like that. I, I feel like I feel like I'm presenting myself to be something that I am not. And that's not entirely true, you know, about that. I do feel that way, but that doesn't make it true because I feel a certain way. But what I what I have come to understand, what God has taught me, is that how I dress does impact me. Right? If I'm if I showed up here in flip flops and uh, some basketball shorts and a tank top and I got up here to preach, one, my mindset would not be what it needs to, I'm telling you, it just wouldn't. I'd be in just relaxed beach mode, right? And you guys would look at me like, what is that dude doing, you know? Like, and like there wouldn't be a lot of respect there. Now, maybe I could earn your respect with how I preached that day. But it's the same thing. Like, if I'm dressed for work and I go home and a tree is falling and I go get my, I don't go in and change. I go get my chainsaw and I just start cutting up the tree. I'm going to be like, you know, I don't want to get sawdust on my clothes and be trying to chainsaw and I end up cutting my foot off or something. But if I just take the minute to go inside, put on my work boots, put on my, my chainsaw and pants and a long sleeve shirt and some safety goggles and some gloves. I don't wear safety goggles. Um, but I, I went in and did that stuff, right? Man, I wouldn't care if I stepped in dog poo or mud and got sawdust all over me and was chewing on it. I wouldn't care. I'm dressed for it. How we dress impacts us. And we're called to put on the Lord Jesus Christ, to clothe ourselves with Christ. That's what we're called to, to do. And not just <laughs> in moments, but all the time. Right, that, that's not supposed to end. I'm supposed to start every day, in my opinion, with doing that process. Like, I'm going to put Christ on today. I'm going to live like Him. I'm going to look like Him. I'm going to say the things He would say. I'm going to do the things He would do. I'm going to clothe myself with Christ. I'm going to end with uh, Colossians 3, 1-17. through 17. It's, a, it's a pretty good passage there. So just, you know, again, you can read along on the screen. You can read along in your own Bible. You can sit and meditate on the words that, that I'm speaking. And I just want you to hear this, okay? And, and this is kind of going to be that, that going out verse here or passage. Start with verse 1. It says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them. But now, you must put away, put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, 
and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. And here we go. Ready? Start verse 10. And have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is no Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free. But Christ is all and in all. Put on then, as God's chosen one, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the Lord Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, here we go, in word and deed, or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Can you imagine that for a second? I hope so, because I'm going to ask you to do it this week. And, and it's probably going to start off kind of funny. But if you'll actually do it, I, I think you're going to have this real intense spiritual epiphany. Right? Where you go around and the things you do, you just say, I'm doing this in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I... Just think about that for a minute. Now again, when you go home and like, ah, Jeff tells us to do this, like, hey, I, I, uh, I don't know, fill in the blank. I'm throwing this, at my house it would be, I'm throwing this ball at you in the name of Jesus, you know. That's what it would look like in my house. But like, if, if you're the person who does the chores or not, you're the person that doesn't do the chores, like you do a chore, and like I wash the dishes in the name of Jesus. I made the bed in the name of Jesus. I filled up the car in the name, you know, in the name of Jesus. I, whatever, in the name of Jesus. One, there's power in the name of Jesus. Two, I, I think it would change probably some of our behavior and the things we did because it would be hard to, um, you know, I'm going to watch TV for six hours in the name of Jesus. Or fill in the blank. I, I don't know what we all get into or not. But it would remind us of who we are. If we let that verbiage come out of our mouth as we went about our week, as we're at work in some uncomfortable situations to say something like that, you know? And you may be at a job where you'd get fired for saying something like that. Only do it if God calls you to, not me. I mean, what an attitude change, you know? And then it says, after that, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Like, and again, just being thankful all day long, finding things to be thankful. Because this I know is true. 
I've been a negative person at times in my life. I've complained a lot. The Bible says do all things without complaining. There's no question in my mind that sometimes we need to get some things off our chest. But I have learned that you can get things off your chest without being negative. It seems a little crazy if, if you've never experienced it, but you can. You, you can talk through some dialogue with someone. And you don't have to be negative, right? Because in the middle of it, you can, you can learn and respond to the learning. So it's, man, hey, friend, I, I'm just, I've had a bad day. And uh, some things have not gone the way I, I needed to. You know, here's some things that happened. But in the middle of that, man, I just like, I found some things to be thankful of. See, so I'm bending, I'm getting those things off my chest, but then I'm flipping it and recognizing the thankful things. And so I, I know that the things that I think and the things that I speak impact my mood, attitude, everything. And so the more I can be thankful and recognize and speak those things or speak some scripture or, you know, do, put the, put the life giving things out there the more it's going to change what's going on up here. So I, I want to just challenge you this week. You know, whatever you're doing, in word or deed, do it in the name of Jesus Christ. And when you get the opportunity to say that, um, say it. I, I was actually challenged in this. Uh, I don't even, I was listening to someone um, talk about this same concept. And um, and he and he talked about that. Like when when I... Whenever I do something for a stranger, he, he was speaking about whenever I do something for a stranger, like, you know, pick somebody up or buy something. And I, and I blew, I blew an opportunity this week. There was a guy asking for money and I, I, I gave him the money, but I didn't say that. And, and uh, I wish I would have. And I thought about that. As soon as I left, I was like, man, I should have said, you know, I'm giving you this in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, and I didn't. And I missed it. I won't miss it next time. So that's my challenge to you this week. So that's where we're going to end today. We're just going to close with that. We're getting into spiritual disciplines over the next month leading up into Easter. And because some of us, like maybe you're walking along by, hey, I don't want to be in this place any longer. What do I do? What do I need to do? Well, we're going to break down some inward personal spiritual disciplines, some outward disciplines, and some corporate disciplines. Um, I'm, I'm going to... Obviously, I use scripture. Um, if if the Bible is not the cornerstone of what we're of what we're teaching and doing, then we've made a grave mistake. The book Celebration of Disciplines I, I read a long time ago. I, I love it. Uh, there's you can get you can ex, expound on them a little, but um, you know there's there's this kind of um, set list. Uh, it's a pretty good list, and I think it's a great starting point for you and for me in our walk and spiritual discipline. So we're going to be digging into that next month. And uh, so please come back and join us. And if God's moving in your life, stirring in your heart, your soul, and you need a, any kind of decision you need to make today, uh, we want to invite you to, to do that as we stand and sing our, our closing song.